Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another round of Deep Dives with Father Sean, the Super Catholic Catechesis Podcast. This is inspired by the Catechism's reminder that times of renewal in the Church are also intense moments of catechesis. So, howdy, howdy, everyone. Welcome again. Uh, things are good here down here in LaFleur County and Haskell County. Uh, the summers begin to chill down a little bit. Uh, chill down and schedule, at least. Uh, it's heating up. Uh, it's been hot, 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 but that's kind of life. That's all right. That's how things go. It's summer. If it was super cold, that would mean we're in an ice age, and I wouldn't like that. I don't like the cold so much. <laughs> I do not like the cold so much at all. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, let's see here. One one fun thing that I've been doing this summer is uh, we had totus to us, kind of like vacation Bible school, but um, uh, but there's kind of this team of missionaries that have come through the area and they stayed here for a week and they taught our young people and sang with them and we had mass every day and confessions for our our kids so that was awesome but then i tried to do a follow-up here on wednesdays wednesdays you know, just for a few hours and finishing with mass and that's been pretty good that's been pretty good i've, I've been enjoying that so i might even do it next year time will tell god willing here well very good we've been doing this the basics of biblical christian spirituality and it's been great and we'll dive right back into it again here let's pray in the name of the father son holy spirit amen lord god heavenly king mighty god you have revealed to us who you are you have revealed to us what your hopes are for us what your desire is for us and we we ask that you open our hearts and minds and desires for you that we may pursue you at all costs, that we may desire you and hope for you and long for you and need you. We do need you. Help us to know that we need you. We ask this in Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Very good. Well, let's do a little review here today as we get started. We talked about, or the first time we talked about God. Who is God? You know, God is not a cop looking over his shoulder he's not the distant dad he's not the great big buddy he is who he is he is the almighty god who condescended himself to to love us to, he humbled himself to to love us so that is just incredible god so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life that's so good so that's where we started and then also we had to take a significant little stop all along our journey up to talk about who mankind is we talked about human dignity we talked about the the reality that we are made by god capable of god god we can be filled with god we can have a relationship with god thirdly on this human this human side of things we talked about the body and soul integrity you know we're we're an integral reality it's a oneness it's body and soul you can't separate it when it's separated we call that death and even on the last day of the resurrection our bodies are going to come back to life and be reunited with our souls that's just super cool uh, and then finally the last point on that was uh that we are sinners and we're dependent on god there ain't no way around it and that's okay that is quite okay the third time we talked about what is faith faith is an adhering of the whole person to god it is surrender it is uh, kind of two different attitudes that go into this it's a 
constant being in the presence of God uh, with an attitude of kind of adoration or awe. And then there's also uh, standing on God as the ground of all meaning. Um, so kind of being in his presence, but also walking in his path. Uh, with the story of Abraham, you know, he trusted in God and he obeyed God. You know, I just love the story of Abraham. Today, we're going to talk about what's the purpose of of the Christian life, you know, or not even this the purpose, but yeah, the purpose, that's a good word. Uh, but what's the summit? You know, what's the biggest part? What's when do we arrive and when we arrive what the heck does that look like uh, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into that because if we don't know where we're going the chances of us getting there slim to nil we might you know they say a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes but uh if there's no nuts if the, the squirrel's in a desert that ain't gonna happen and that's kind of us wandering around here too there's so so many options but there's only one destiny and we have to have our eyes opened to this one destiny. So very good. Uh, and I just want to go back to that John 3.16. You know, that's been really a, our pivotal verse because it's talked about God, God is love. It's talked about, maybe not so much about humanity, but it talks about our need for, for some salvation of sorts. And so this is what it was. Oh, it talks about the importance of believing in faith. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. So he takes us away from perishing and he brings us into eternal life. And it turns out that's the most important thing. You know, that's the summit, to have the fullness of life. Jesus came, uh, as he himself said, I came that they may have life and have it in abundance, have the fullness of it, not just like a little sliver of it, it's not like God says, all right, here you all go. Have have a little crumb. No, he's saying you get the whole enchilada. You get the whole cookie. That's the that's, It's the best. And that's such a dumb way to put it. But uh, he wants us to have the whole of his goodness, to have eternal life. Um, and even, again, just honing in on the Gospel of John. It's so essential for us, so essential for us. You know, this idea of life. Is a big theme in the Gospel of John. There's the bread of life. There's the living water. There's the word of life. There's the light of life. And the cool thing about all these images around life that Jesus is using is that each of these can be incorporated into our body, into us through our body. The bread of life, what we consume through our mouth. The living water, that image of water, we consume through our mouth again the word of life we consume through our ears we receive through our ears and then that light of life enters into us through our eyeballs this is just cool it's it's tangible symbols that the gospel of john is using that jesus is using these came from jesus this is jesus preaching and the gospel writer of john the apostle john he's honing in on the fact that it's don't forget about the life this is the most important part it will change your being. Your life will become God's life here because you are consuming it. You're ent it's entering into you. You're becoming a part of that, that you may have life and have it in abundance. It's so cool. I love it, I love it, I love it. Now, what is this life? That's kind of another important question too because we can say, well, this eternal life, you know, that's nice, it sounds cool, I like it, but it doesn't have a whole lot of 
grit to it. It's not super clear what's going on there. Um, you know, what, what is this life? Jesus makes it clear, though. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Boom, baby. There it is. Jesus is this life. If anyone thinks it's more complicated, they're wrong. <laughs> I hate to put it so simple. Jesus is this life. I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. That is to say, I have come that they may have me and have me in abundance. Have me perfectly. God so loved the world that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. May have the presence of Jesus Christ in their bodies, in their souls, in, their full, in the fullness of that there. Uh, that's just such an incredible reality. Jesus is this life, that the life of Jesus enters into the life of us. Again, Gospel of John here, uh, chapter 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me, um, uh, abide in me, that you may bear fruit, fruit in abundance. With, uh, without me, you can do nothing. So that image of a vine and branches there, you know, I just go back to this so frequently in my, my mind, my prayer, and to some degree in my teaching as well. There's, there's something that courses between the vine and the branches. Yeah, there it's, it's, it's attached. It's an attachment. It's, it's kind of a, there's a connection there. But there's more. It's a sharing of life. The, the branch, the vine, the core thing, it has this sap running through it, and it goes into the smaller branches. It's the same sap. It's that same life. It's that same life. Isn't that amazing? It's that same life. In the, the Jewish world, you know, the people did not eat the blood of animals, and that was because human life is above animal life, and the blood represents that life. So you can't take the blood of animals, that is to say the life of animals, and put it into the life of a human being because that would degrade that human life. It would make it something lower. Now, look what happens here. It, with us and God, it's very opposite because God is above us and we're below him. But he's the one who says, take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood which will be given up, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. He wants us to have his life, which he poured out in his blood on his cross for us. He wants us to actually drink of it, actually receive it, and let it influence the entirety of our life and let his life totally consume our life and uh, so that we can say with like saint paul maybe it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me like how cool would that be i love this stuff um let's let's take a quick peek here at uh, galatians at galatians we're going to go to chapter two here and that's where we just saw it. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So again, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live now, it's in my flesh. Sure, I have not been demolished. I have not been totally absorbed into the divine essence. No, I still live. I still got my flesh and blood. 
it is I. You know, it doesn't matter how holy I get, I will always be Sean O'Brien. It doesn't matter how holy you get, you'll always be Christopher, Daniel, Susan, Michael, Janet, whoever, whatever. You know, <laughs> you're always going to be you. But at the same hand, it'll be Christ living in you. And that is cool. And the way that we enter into this, just like John 3.16 said, St. Paul repeats it here. In the life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. We enter into this by faith, fundamentally by faith. Super cool, super awesome. I love, love, love this stuff. We live in Christ, with Christ, by Christ. The life of a Christian is the life of union with Jesus Christ. This is our summit. This is the highest reality. The word grace, uh, it's used in different ways in Scripture. One is it's a help. It is an interior help for us to do good. It's it's just unmerited. It's just kind of God pouring out his help. But it's also God pouring out his presence. Another definition of grace could just be in the indwelling of the Holy Trinity, the indwelling of God in us. Like That is so cool. Again, the summit of the Christian life is the mystical, true union of you and Jesus Christ. And through Jesus Christ, through the entire Trinity. It's pure gift. You can't do anything to get this other than just totally accept it. Be passive uh, in this. Not passive, but receptive. Because we must engage in our attitude of awe and reverence and receptivity. We must obey. This is what faith is. We must uh, give our give ourselves to the lord we must surrender to him all right so this is the life of god that that it is jesus and we are to be united with jesus and that has different degrees but the summit of that is the absolute union of jesus christ with his believer what does it mean practically because uh it's like all right well that's that, that's nice i guess but what does it mean practically what does it mean practically uh, on one hand i want to say that as the present again it's a gift from god god infuses this union into the soul uh think of a a sieve you know or a, a water strainer you got some pasta in the sink and you put it in the strainer all the water runs out and uh fortunately water being such a fluid liquid it just kind of pours on out but think about another context here you got your strainer there and you're gonna fit you know a bowling ball and that needs the whole strainer because it would just fit perfectly um, but there's play-doh in it and so that bowling ball is going to go in and it's going to push that play-doh through all those itsy bitsy holes in the strainer and it'll take time it'll take some pressure it, it ain't going to be easy but as the bowling ball takes up more and more space the play-doh takes up less and less space and uh, there's kind of this you can't call it experience for Plato, but uh, but the Plato was ruined. It loses its form. It could have been in a ball. It could have been in you know whatever shape, but it totally loses its form and as it's being pushed through the strainer's uh, net, and that's what it means for us practically. As God is infusing this grace into our life, that's kind of like the bowling ball coming into us, the strainer. Well, we've got some of the things that we like in our life some of these attachments that we have to pleasure to sin to our ideas to uh, the world you know different our habits whatever it is and as god comes in that must go out but it 
our human experience is that when we give up our all these attachments it's a painful thing it's a painful thing to go through conversion there's tears involved the tears can be beautiful and greatly healing um i hope i hope everyone who's listened to me has had those those tears of of deeper conversion they're deeply moving and consoling even but they're not easy and as god's presence comes in all that stuff must exit if it doesn't exit god is limited from coming in and that's why when we that's why suffering is kind of this time where god is using that as an opportunity to come in deeper to the soul it's that moment of that play-doh going through that that metal mesh it, it hurts when god comes in and it's not because god's presence is painful it's because we're saying goodbye to these things that we really liked even though they weren't so good uh that's kind of how it goes there's no way around it so that's one thing practically that it means it means that as god comes in uh, it's gonna we're gonna have to experience the, the the pain of the loss of some of these unhealthy unholy sinful or maybe just inconvenient or not inconvenient but uh inappropriate attachments the second thing that it would mean practically is a it's, it's a little bit more of a a reflection on this life of God. What is the life of God? You know, that's already been revealed. Uh, we have that. We have that in the action of God, but we also have it directly in Scripture. Uh, verse, or excuse me, the first letter of John. God is, this is what we should be tuning in for. What is God? What is the life of God? God is love. And he who lives in God lives in love. Oh, excuse me. And who he who lives in love lives in God and God in him. That's what we get directly from Scripture. We also get it from just the the revelation of God in his action, in the self-emptying, self-humbling, self-sacrificing love of Jesus Christ. There's nothing else that we can interpret that as to say that's, that's, that's love. There's no greater love than this, that a man gives up his life for his friends. So that's, that's super cool. So that's what it means practically. At the summit of this life, it is love. Love of God. Absolute love of God. And then it is profound, absolute love of neighbor. Uh, We can't love our neighbor so much that we stop loving God. That is ridiculous. The more that we love God, though, the more we will love our neighbor. That is true. And kind of where that hits the road is the truth that we are the body of Christ, as St. Paul says. We are the body of Christ. And if Christ's body has a mission, each member of that body shares that same mission. If Christ's body is to proclaim the gospel, we are to proclaim the gospel and introduce people to salvation, invite them into belief and faith. If God's, excuse me, if the body of Christ is that of charity and of service, then we have that same mission too. We must be charitable. We must be people of service. Um, And just to kind of conclude with a little story here, think of, Saint Teresa of Lisieux. If you don't know Saint Teresa of Lisieux, she has she was a Carmelite sister. That is to say, she was hidden away in her little convent, and she just never left once she entered. She died young. I forget exactly how old she was. Maybe twenty four. I forget. Um, but there she was. She entered, and she just never left. And yet, she discovered that the depths, the deepest depths of holiness, 
is in the smallest acts of love. It's suffering without complaint. It's smiling when people inconvenience you. It's it's being uh, having a, a kind word for everyone. It's when you're tempted to say something unkind, it's better to run away than to say that thing. And in the smallness of that charity, there can be great depths of that charity. The actions may be small, but the the summit of Christian life can be fully attained in that. So she is just amazing. Look up some of her stories. She's so good. So good. So practically, when you wake up tomorrow, wake up and ask God, how can I self-empty today? How can I pour out my life today? How can I give up all things for you? I want your life, Lord. That is the goal of my life. That is my destiny. That is my my all in all. I need your life. This is the summit of everything that I could ever consider even. I want it all. I need to pour out myself. I need to empty myself of all these unhealthy attachments, God, and how can I self-empty today? The more you live, the more you love. The more you love, the more you live. This is the, the Christian truth. The more Christ is in you. So the next time we we have this series, we'll we'll set the course a little bit. We've talked about God's side of it, his gift of Jesus, his gift of faith, and now we'll talk about our cooperation to maximize it. We've already talked about faith and as which is part of our cooperation as well. But prayer and charity are certainly super important. <laughs> so peace be with you all. Thanks for tuning in. Share this with a friend if you find it helpful. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.